From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, and today we're on the road in Jerseyville with Fathers Marty Smith and Father Wayne Stock. Good to see you both. Good to see you too, Andrew. We're here to talk about your vocation story, and the reason why we're interviewing you both is because it's a funny story about how it all came about, how you two even found each other, um, the interesting aspects of how the Holy Spirit was working in both of you at the same time, you didn't realize it. We're gonna get into all that, some really funny stories and, and, and ultimately see how their uh, God worked in, in their souls and in their minds to ultimately lead them to uh, becoming a priest. So, uh, Father Marty, really quick right out of the gate though, um, before you even discern becoming a priest, you served in the military. So uh, before we get to the moment of you two meeting, um, at least talk us through about you know your brief time, what you did before uh, your, your this sure. discernment process. Sure. So yeah, um, I, I graduated high school in 2001, in uh, May of 2001, <laughs> and I went to Mount Sinai High School. And before I graduated, I actually had enlisted in the United States Army. So it was something I had always planned on doing my whole life. I always wanted to do my dad had been in the army, my grandfather, and so I always knew that I was gonna uh, enlist. And so I enlisted in the delayed entry program so that as soon as I graduated, um, a month later, I was shipped off and uh, starting basic training. And so I did four years in the army. Uh, I went to airborne school and became a paratrooper and served uh, in the 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And then I was deployed uh, a year uh, in Iraq. And so. Uh, during that deployment, uh, I, I remember uh, thinking more and more about uh, the priesthood, uh, just different experiences, different people I met. You know, I, it was something I had thought about during brief periods of time growing up, but I really started to think about it more and more during my time in the military. And then um, when I got out of the Army in 2005, I uh, decided, well, I'm going to go to college. So. I started going to Illinois State University in Bloomington Normal, and uh, that's where I was studying uh, when leading up to the uh, time that I was getting ready to go on this pilgrimage. This pilgrimage to the Holy Land, which is we'll talk about in just a second, because that's where Father Wayne enters the picture. So Father Wayne, prior to 2005, where were you at? What was uh, your thought process <laughs> on just discerning the priesthood? Was it even on your radar? Uh, not really. 2005, I was in junior high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mindset was probably mostly about Super Smash Brothers Melee <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z. And uh, <laughs> so I remember whenever I was a very little kid uh, in the PSR program at my parish, um, our priests came and talked to our class one time and said, hey, have you guys ever thought about priesthood? And I remember thinking about it for like three seconds and then being like, nope. Yep, well, I guess I thought <laughs> yeah. about it. No, thanks. Sure. Uh, but no, prior to us meeting, it hadn't really been a major part of what uh, I envisioned God had in plan for me. Sure. All right, so that's where the funny story comes in. So now here we are in 2005, Father mm -hmm. Marty coming back to you now. Uh, where would you, where'd you guys go? What happened? And uh, spell it off for us about how you randomly met, at that point, Wayne Stock. Absolutely. <laughs> so, to, you know, I got out of the military in 05 and uh, was going to college. And one of the first people to, to reach out to me who also had written me letters throughout my time in the military was my childhood pastor, Father James O'Shea, who I just absolutely love, have great respect for. He's a mentor to me. And uh, he, he posed that question to me, you know, have you ever thought about the priesthood? And at the same thing, my reaction to that was, um, you know, I thought about it different times, but that's not for me. I want to have a family. I want to be married. 
you know, that's, that's the vocation I, I want to pursue. And the same kind of thing is I, I, neither one of us went to Catholic school growing up and we didn't have a Catholic school, uh, in our, um, in our hometowns. And so, uh, you know, we, the, through our parish priest, especially that's where we learned so much. And, and I think those seeds were first planted. So, uh, but Father O'Shea and I started meeting and uh, once a month having lunch together, just talking about it. And he introduced me to another priest who was our vocations director at the time, Father John Titus, who's over in Mattoon, another wonderful, beloved priest that both of us just absolutely love, have great respect for. And he called me and, uh, you know, I'd been studying college for a couple of years at this point, getting to know, know them, but not at all thinking, well, I'm going to become a priest or anything, but uh, he he uh, informed me of a pilgrimage that was going to be taking place through Our Sorrowful Mother's Ministry uh, in Vandalia, Illinois, and that there would be an opportunity uh, if if I would like to go on this pilgrimage. So, you know, I had been deployed to Iraq, uh, been to some other countries, but to actually go to the Holy Land and to see that was going to be a, a really great experience. And so I was really excited about that. And uh, that uh, first night... As we went on the pilgrimage, they were handing out room assignments. And because Father Wayne, really quick, so oh, sorry, yeah. so Father Wayne, you're, you're, yeah. So who approached you to go on this holy oh, yeah. pilgrimage? Yeah, my parents brought it up to me because a friend of my parents and I knew them of course as well. Two ladies in my home parish, uh, Debbie and Vanessa, they started this ministry, our Sorrowful Mother's Ministry. Um, it's a lay organization located in Vandalia, and they had approached my parents and asked if. I would be interested in going to the Holy Land. Apparently there was a donor who wanted to invite young people onto this trip. And for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit, I guess, or maybe they were secretly uh, trying to convince me to go to the seminary. I don't know. Um, they asked me if I wanted to go. And I just remember thinking, yeah, absolutely. I knew a little bit about the Holy Land. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't know uh, too much. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so you're in a whole land, and now you yeah. pick it up where you were about just sure. to take off. So now here you are, and you're getting your your room assignments. You got both you in the Holy Land, but your group is, let's just say, older. Most <laughs> mostly older people, uh, and we 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 we'll, we'll talk about some of the the wonderful people that we met and from all over the, the United States. But yeah, um, yeah they they were handed out room assignments, and so naturally the two youngest people on this pilgrimage they're going to put together as roommates. So. The, I, I'll never forget it. We're standing by the Sea of Tiberias, where, uh, you know, the Sea of Galilee, where, uh, you know, Jesus performs all these miracles and all these things, and they're handing out the room assignments. And uh, they, I remember them saying, you know, Marty Smith and uh, Wayne Stock. And I didn't know who he was. I'd never met him. And I see this young man standing there, uh, shoulder-length hair, <laughs> headphones on, you know, like a hoodie. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the longest two weeks of my life. <laughs> I'm like, this, this guy I'm and I are punk. <laughs> Well, we're like we're, I was thinking, like we're not going to talk. We're going to have uh, this is going to be so awkward. All these things, and so I mean, and it was already nighttime. We were tired. We just traveled from you know. I think we flew to New Jersey from St. Louis, and then uh, over to Tel Aviv, driven in a bus all the way to Galilee. And um, so we we go up to our rooms. You know, just I, I remember it was just feeling really awkward because yeah, I'm sure many of you have had experiences where you're. Just suddenly with a, a stranger, somebody you don't know, and then you and know, now you're bunking with. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember we were sitting there on our beds, just uh, you know, two beds in there, and just uh, you know, not really talking. And I said, "Do you want to watch some TV?" And uh, you're like, "Yeah, yeah." And uh, 
So we turned the TV on, and there was a Bigfoot documentary on. And, and it was in English. It was Because a lot of the channels were in Hebrew or Arabic, yeah. so we were like, okay. So <laughs> like, what we do? We're thinking, you know, you know, in our naive minds, we're in the whole thing thinking, like, everything's going to be about, like, Jesus and the whole <laughs> yeah. thing and all this stuff. And we get there, sorry, and uh, we we get there, and uh, there's this Bigfoot documentary around, and we just started talking about it and laughing, joking, and it, you know, broke the ice. And I think from that moment on, we were inseparable. Did that. they say it was Bigfoot real? Uh, well, according to that man that said, he's going to rip your arms right yeah, off. And remember, he was like, he came to my house and he gave me coffee. And I'm like, what? where is this There's guy? some lady who said he asked for um, garlic. Yeah, asked him if he wanted minster clothes. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently it does matter to Bigfoot. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, you guys remember a lot of details. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, for some reason, it's all some memories are coming back. I remember. My parents went and bought me some, like, nice clothes to go on this trip because all I had were, like, Ozzy Osbourne t-shirts. <laughs> like, black band t-shirts. I had long hair. I liked metal music. And I went on this trip just because I was like, cool. It sounds like an adventure. But the only people I knew on it were Debbie and Vanessa, and they were my parents' age. So I would just kind of, you know, listen to my music. Like, I'm in a foreign country for the first time in my life. I'm just like, in these clothes, I'm uncomfortable in. I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Um, but yeah, Bigfoot. So Bigfoot helped bring you two together. So, so after that night, you guys essentially hit it off. And, we did. And uh, it, throughout those two weeks, and I know, Father Marty, you mentioned you were having some inklings or mm-hmm. you know, about about the priesthood. Father Wayne, where were you at in this moment? And and did you guys discuss it all? Did, did it even come up? Um. At the very beginning, no, I don't think until we started talking about uh, priesthood. And of course, we were talking about um, prayer and sure. holiness, but really, these were the only times I'd had these conversations in my life. You know, I was a high schooler, I cared about video games and hanging out with friends and stuff. And, and Ozzy Osbourne. And, I, and Ozzy yeah. Osbourne. And I went to Mass. Like, that was a rule in my parents' house. We went to Mass. But I can't say I was super engaged with my faith uh, really at that moment. And if I remember correctly, like, yeah, first, you know, we're just getting to know each other. We're, we're everything we're joking about and all these things. I, if I remember correctly, it was like the more and more like the holy sites that we went to and we realized what they were. Then we started, I think, talking a little bit more, especially towards the end of the pilgrimage about, you know, prayer and about what happened at these places and about the the priesthood and different things like that. Uh, but I, 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 those visiting the actual sites, I think, really was the catalyst for what, what started with those conversations and stuff. So Absolutely. Any other funny things happened to you guys in that pilgrimage, you remember? Oh, goodness. Well, there was, there, there was I remember Rose from California. Yeah. Uh, there was a woman on this pilgrimage. And I mean, granted, this was 13 years ago, so 2008. And she had to be like 97 or 98. Yeah. And, um, and she, uh, that woman could outlast even one of us walking <laughs> Uh, going anywhere and she put us to shame and I remember there's a spot specifically in the Holy Land where you visit the what is reputed uh, as the tomb of, of Lazarus mm-hmm. and in order to get in it you have to get on your hands and knees and crawl in I mean it's not you know uh, you, you have to have some dexterity and stuff and we're thinking you know I wonder how many people are going to be able to actually do this and Rose was the first one up there and she climbed right in there she said I came all the way from California <laughs> I've been waiting 97 years I'm not gonna miss this and we were just blown away yeah. and um, oh my goodness so many uh, interesting people some from different states different uh, uh, different places uh, some people from Canada on there mm-hmm. um, I remember there was a man on, a, on that pilgrimage from Canada and his name is escaping me but 
he's the first one that told me about the Our Lady Undoer of Knots devotion, which has since mm-hmm. become a very important part uh, of my uh, spiritual life and different things. And so uh, I, I remember, do you remember the flutes? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do now. Oh gosh! So when you go to the Holy Land, you you there's different people selling different things. Souvenirs. Yeah, souvenirs, and they have these little wooden flutes. And I don't know what uh, inspired us to both buy little wooden flutes, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure by the end of the program, people were ready to kill us. We were playing those things everywhere uh, in our hotel. <laughs> in the hotel room at night, we just be laughing like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like little snake charmer flutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, they sell like you know, like yeah. a little Arab tea set, oh. like little wooden flutes and stuff. And oh like, my god, yeah, we need to buy those. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. But the people were on the other side of the walls in our hotel room. Uh, they didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so all right, so you're in the whole, and what's great about your your story is. It could have just ended there, sure. but it didn't. It actually, this blossomed into a, in a wonderful friendship. Obviously, we see it on display today. So so take us now what happened um, after that pilgrimage. Father Marty, I know you you then became Father Wayne's confirmation sponsor. That's right. So, Wayne, you were a, uh, was this your, the beginning of your senior year? It was right? the beginning of my senior year, and I was to be confirmed in that spring. Okay, and I was in my second year of college. And so um, then we... Uh, when we got back, you would we we kept in touch and stuff, and you would ask me, uh, "I'm going to be getting ready for confirmation. Would you be willing to be my uh, confirmation sponsor?" And so I, I was very excited. Never been a confirmation sponsor before or anything like that. And I said, "Absolutely, I'd love to." And so uh, we started, you know, talking more and more because that was coming up. And uh, during this time too, especially after our, our pilgrimage. I had been praying and thinking a lot more about, uh, you know, entering the seminary. And so um, uh, it, I, I was your confirmation sponsor. I remember you were confirmed with uh, Bishop Luke, uh, by, by Bishop Lucas. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a great picture of us uh, with Bishop Lucas on the, yeah, the night of your Yeah, my sanity. Really quick, how long was his hair? Oh, his hair was, it, I mean, it was, it, it was shoulder length hair. Yeah, for sure. He was rocking it. He was rocking it. <laughs> I mean, Wayne can pull off pretty much any hairstyle. I, 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 if you, if the mullet's coming back, uh, I would, uh, I could see him like, pulling it off. But yeah, he, he had, he had that, uh, that classic Father Wayne hair. Um, yeah. So, Father Wayne, what, what do you remember about uh, being confirmed and, and and having Father Marty by your side? And, and and did that was that stirring in you even more? So you know, Father Father Marty said he was even more thinking more about the priesthood. Were you starting to gain some of those thoughts more at that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so through our Sorrowful Mother's Ministry, they went on this, they took us on this pilgrimage, but they were also holding like monthly retreats mm-hmm. and it was in my hometown. So I would go and Marty would come down to pretty much everyone. Yeah. And we would listen to these talks by these great Catholic speakers about a lot of different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we'd always hang out afterwards and uh, we would talk about what we heard and Marty was thinking about priesthood. So obviously priesthood came up and, um, and that was really the moments where I started thinking about priesthood. Uh, we're in those conversations, um, after an our sorrowful mother's ministry retreat. Um, yeah. So what year did you enter the seminary father, Marty? I entered in 2009, (coughs) excuse me, 2009. Mm -hmm. And then you were 2011. (laughs) 2011, 2011. Yeah. So even though, despite you guys, how many years apart are you guys? Uh, in age? In age, yeah. Uh, let's see. 91. 
you were born in 91. Then you're, I was born in 82. So, so, so it's like nine, yeah, nine years apart. Years. You guys are in the seminary, essentially kind of on, on the same path. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when, when you, when you broke the news to father Wayne, sure. was that, Hey, I'm, I'm joining the seminary. Um, do you remember what you said back? Were you like, you know what? I'm, I might be right behind you. <laughs> um, I don't know if I was that into it yet. I was thinking about it, but I was still very resistant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like my group of friends, so like where I was with Marty, we were talking about faith and stuff and all this sure. stuff that was deeply important to me. But then we'd see each other maybe once a month, twice mm-hmm. a month. Uh, but then that time in between, I'd be hanging out with my friends and we'd be skateboarding and doing dumb stuff. And uh, so then I'd kind of be like, ah, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do that stuff. So I know I was super excited for him, but even at that moment, I wasn't convinced that I was going to enter the seminary. Hmm. And vice versa, too. Like, same thing. Wayne was the person I could talk to about, you know, discernment, all those kind of things. Because when I'd go back home and hang out with my friends, you know, uh, most of them either were not Catholic or, uh, you know, not um, thinking about discerning the priesthood or something. So him and I, that was one thing that I look forward to. We get a chance to just even talk about it. But even when I entered, I, I remember, I mean, I, I was not entering the seminary thinking, okay, now I'm going to become a priest. It was sure. one of those things in many ways, like, you know what, I'm going to enter to see, uh, you know, what this is all about. And then I'll know it's not for me. Then I can leave and not have it <laughs> nagging me. And uh, that's why I honestly sure. thought, because I was like, I want to get married. I want to have a Jared family. But these thoughts about this keep coming up when I pray, it keeps coming up. So I, I need to just show up. And then God will let me know, okay, you, you did what I asked, but this is a, uh, what I'm wanting you to do. So now go off and do what you want. Uh, of course, <laughs> yeah. life never works that way. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I, I remember talking to him about it, but I was still very nervous and anxious uh, as well. Well, it's interesting you say that because when we talk about vocations of the priesthood and talking to some of our seminarians, I think almost that's a misnomer. Almost like when you join the seminary, it's because you know you want yeah. to be a priest. And... <laughs> and and you shouldn't think that way. No. You, you, it is. It's a discernment process. And that's why a seminary is so long. And because it, it, it's it's going through all these levels of how, you know, is this ultimately for you? Exactly. Um, really quick, though. So was there was there ever a moment? I'll start with you, Father Wayne. Was there a moment that all of a sudden you did realize? Yes. Yes, this is what I want to do. Or was it some some have that mm. aha moment? Some it's a buildup. Sure. So I was thinking about it. Um Actually, a guy from my home parish, uh, Zach Edgar, Father Zach Edgar, was in the seminary in St. Louis. So he had invited me down for a come and see weekend. I spent the weekend there. It was fun. Uh, I went and visited Marty on a come and see weekend. And so it was kind of on my mind. But to be honest, the moment where I decided I was going to seminary uh, was in the summer of 2010. I was going to community college for music. I was working at an instrument repair shop for like brass and woodwind instruments and flutes, of course. And <laughs> flutes, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was, but I didn't love it. I kind of, I was like, I guess I want to do something with music. I didn't have a lot of ambition, but uh, but I think it was Debbie and Vanessa. They said, "Hey, talk to Father John Titus. Mm-hmm. Just go see him." So I said, "Okay, I guess so." So I drove up to Charleston one day whenever I got off work, and um, and I was sitting in his office. I still can picture to this day. I was sitting there and I was telling him, I'm like, I'm thinking about priesthood. I guess I'm discerning whatever that means. And John Titus said, the best place to discern the priesthood is inside the seminary. And I said, okay, I guess uh, I go, how do I sign up? And he's like, I'll call Father Christopher House right now. (laughs) And he picked up the phone, called Father House, who was the vocation director. And 
pretty sure Father House faxed over or emailed over an application and I started the application process that afternoon. <laughs> so I kind of needed a kick in the butt, I think. Okay. Um, somebody speaking straight to me saying, if you're thinking about it, go to seminary. Was there, out. was there a, was you having an aha moment, Father Marty, or was it kind of like that? Or that, that's kind of, that was actually kind of an aha moment, kind of a kick in the butt. What sure. You, um, you know, certainly uh, the, um, to, to actually enter in, um, there, there was, you know, God working through so many different people in your life, different things all throughout the whole course of your life. When you really look back and see how everybody plays such an instrumental role. Which is why, you know, to this day, we talk about vocations as everybody's business. We pray, we encourage, we ask, you know, have you ever thought about this? You know, prayed about this? You know, if you recognize these gifts uh, or things in young people that you see this, whether they be a good priest or a good religious brother or sister, you never, never be afraid to ask somebody, have you ever thought about that? Have you considered it? But uh, I think to enter in, it was still very much a unknown but uh, I certainly had an experience uh, at the towards the end of my seminary, which just really confirmed me that that I was going to uh, be ordained. And so, but uh, what was that experience? You want me to tell you the oh, story? Of course. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, it's a great story. That's why I asked the question. It's a great story. <laughs> so I've been in the seminary for four years, and uh, I thought at this point, you know, I, every year at the, the conclusion of the year, I felt that I still needed to study uh, or to stay and to continue to study. Uh, I, I was still uncertain that I was going to be a priest, but I just felt this calling that I, that was the, the place I needed to be at that moment in time to keep studying, keep doing what they were asking of me, keep uh, learning about Christ, growing in relationship with him. So it, it was uh, going on uh, uh, I, my fourth year. And uh, part of that, uh, at the end of that, uh, that year, we did an internship in a parish. And so I was over in Effingham, Illinois with... Uh, the, the pastor at that time was now Monsignor Heffler, the vicar general of the diocese. He was the pastor then. And I was assigned with Father Al, Al, uh, Al Allen and Father Sundar Erie and Father Brian Alford. All three of them were signed over there. And so um, I remember Monsignor Heffler had asked me, you know, I want you to work in the schools and, and to uh, experience those things. And I had never went to Catholic school, so I was very... Reluctant, I was like, the kids aren't going to like me. I'm not going to know how to teach. I don't, I don't know what, you know, what to do, all these kind of things. So I was very nervous. He said, just show up, just be present and, uh, you know, and let God do the rest. And so I, I remember experiencing, you know, being in the schools, the, just the amazing teachers, the students, the families, the staff. Uh, I could see Jesus Christ in the lives of these, all, all these people working through them. And it was a great experience, but uh, I still had that question that I think many young men in the seminary may ask, am I called to be a priest or am I called to be a father and a family and have children? Because all of us have a great deep desire to be loved and to want to love. God puts that desire in our hearts. So I kept asking myself that question. And I, I got to the point where I thought, you know what? I think this may, I'm going to leave this in there. I'm going to discern out because I think I'm meant to be a father and a family. But I kept praying about it. And I said, but I'm going to stay until the end of this internship. And I'd pray about it every day and say, Lord, you know, help me to see, help me to see things the way you want me to see. And I just kept praying and I kept asking myself this question, Lord, how can I be loved as a priest in the same way I could be loved as a father and a family? And so, you know, we're getting towards the very uh, last of the, the school year. And the first graders invited me to go on a field trip with them to a wildlife center. And I, uh, there was a wildlife center in Deca uh, Decatur, the Illinois Raptor Center, 
wonderful place. And I used to be the very- The Illinois Raptor Center? The Illinois Raptor Center. So does that still exist? I've it, never heard of it that. It does. That and not like, Velociraptors like in Jurassic Park. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds like a Shrek Park. Yeah, right. To build our own raptor dinosaur park. But no, um, yeah, raptors, birds of prey, uh, oh. eagles, hawks, falcons, uh, owls, all those things. And I, I was really involved with them uh, doing programs, uh, different, uh, 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 taking care of the birds, cleaning their, their, uh, what's called muse, which M-E-W-S, which is their little cages and stuff every day. And so I had a lot of experience with that. So the kids knew that and they wanted me to go on this trip to this wildlife center with them because I had this background with all this. And uh, as we we're getting on the bus, this little girl, uh, sitting in the very front said, I saved you a seat. Would you sit next to me? And so I, I, I sat there and we're, the bus is, is traveling. And um, as we were on our way there, uh, she's, uh, you know, she's looking out the window. I'm just silently praying, thinking, Lord, we're almost at the end of this year. And I don't know if you want me to continue on, you know, and I kept asking myself that question, Lord, how can I be loved as a priest in the same way I could be loved as a father in the family? And I kept silently just saying this in my mind and mind again. And then finally, I was just silently, I was like, Lord, how can I be loved? And at that very moment, that little girl turned to me and said, you are loved. And then she hugged me. And that, <laughs> to the, at that moment, I realized the Holy Spirit was just, had just talked through a child to me. And it was like all my fears, all my anxieties melted away. And I knew for sure that I was supposed to continue these last uh, couple of years to get ready for ordination to diaconate and the priesthood. And I've never been happier. It was what I, I could see at that moment that, that God created me to be a priest. And I mean, it doesn't, of course, mean that there's not challenging days or that there's not uh, difficulties because there isn't any vocation. But I, I knew that this was the vocation God had created me for and that, uh, you know, I was to be an instrument of his love to his people. And and you feel that love of God through the people and it, it gives you everything that you need. It sustains you. It strengthens you. And so, yeah. Wow. That's number one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And they, I've know, never heard that story. Oh my God. Uh, and you Holy know, moly. the cool thing too, that little girl, uh, her name is Grace. She doesn't know this. And, uh, uh, so I, I think Grace is probably a sophomore in high school now. And, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, grace of course in our church means the, uh, gift that God gives us that we don't deserve, that we can't earn the invisible gift that strengthens us. We receive it every time we receive the sacraments. You know, everything uh, is is an amazing thing. So, Do you, have you followed up with her? I, I I've uh, written a letter, so uh, explaining the whole story. And so uh, I was always planning that when uh, you know she graduated high school and stuff, I would send her the letter and let her know this this story. And so that's sweet. That is yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I was going to kind of end it there, but Father Wayne, I, I, <laughs> I have nothing to compare with that. <laughs> okay. Um, my last question, Father Marty, you already hit on it because you talked about the joy of the priesthood. So I ask you, Father Wayne, you've been a priest now several years, um, the joys of being a priest and, and, and everything that comes with it. How has it been? Yeah, it's, it was, came as a complete surprise. Of course, I didn't, I mean, seminary prepares you in some ways for, Theological questions you may never be asked, um, but in a lot of ways you learn how to be a priest by being a priest. Um, and I think that I really experienced the beauty and the joy of it just by living it. Um, encountering people who um, who come to you in their time of need, who come to you with problems that it's like, who am I? I, I can't help you. But the truth is, 
that the Holy Spirit is able to work through me. Somehow that's beyond my understanding. Um, God asked me to be in these moments at people's lives, um, to be with them and um, to receive them in ways that I never would have predicted and kind of have a hard time putting words to. Um, but whenever reflecting back on it or prayer, or even just in moments where people are just like, you know, that meant a lot to me, or um, people just express their gratitude, thank you so much. And me just sitting there like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I just listened to God and accepted his invitation. And the rest is his work. So it's really a privilege um, to be able to be in this position, mm-hmm. to have people come to me and with their joys or their sadnesses and um, to be able to be there for them and in the sacraments and and in pastoral visits. and Awesome. Yeah. Well, before we sign off really quick, do the flutes, you still have the flutes and the Ozzy Osbourne t-shirts. Are they still in existence? Oh boy. I, I, I want to say my I have the flute somewhere, probably stuck away with uh, <laughs> old things from world travels and different things. So I if, think my flute got broken. Oh my gosh. Probably <laughs> intentionally by somebody. Yeah, it was cheap. You know, I think I stepped on or something. But I also bought a little, like, drum that said Jerusalem on it. That's right. And I do, do still have that. Because we were going to start a little band. Because we had the flute, yeah. the drum, and all those kind of things. That's at my parents' house. And, uh, yeah. My goodness. Uh, so many good stories. Well, awesome, awesome stories. Thank you for your vocations. Father Marty Smith in Jerseyville. Father Wayne Stock in Beardstown. Thank you guys both very much. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, been a pleasure. This has been Dive Deep. If you'd like more podcasts, head on over to dio.org slash podcast. Until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.